What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 193 of Smack Talk, presented by SmartOutMoment.com. I am Tony Mango, your host of the panel, and that panel that I'm talking about is started with Drew White. The introductions. Yes, indeed. You know, it is the intro part. That just floored Drew. He's like, what? It is? <laughs> Say what? Steven Wago. Yeah, I'm here. And stuff. Woo. Especially that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all about that stuff. <laughs> I got that all about that stuff. That's in my head right now. And Mike Payton. Well, I got my big rollaway suitcase packed and I'm all ready to... Wait. Where are the planes? Not enough planes. Oh, there's not even one. A lot of games, though. Yeah, WWE 2K16. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys, we are going to be doing a bunch of different stuff this week. Of course, we've got the usual, the hot tags, the rest hold, the fantasy league, and all that. Our main event is going to be fantasy booking SummerSlam 2015. And we're in part one right now, which means it's time for the kickoff that we usually have here, the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as the Ask Him. If you are unsure what the hell that is, then the Ask Him essentially is a two-question kind of thing. We have the first one for the panel on the show. The second one ties somehow into the first one, and that is presented to the audience to answer. So last week's question to the panel was, which two WrestleMania events did Undertaker not wrestle since starting the streak? That was WrestleMania 10 in 1994 and WrestleMania 16 in 2000. The question to the audience was, what is the longest match Undertaker has had at WrestleMania? We are always talking about the streak and how long that was, but, you know, he's had some uh, pretty long matches. And the answer to that was WrestleMania 28 against Triple H. It was 30 minutes and 50 seconds, just narrowly beating the one that he had with HBK at WrestleMania 25, which was 30 minutes and 41 seconds. Nine seconds longer. Of course, Triple H has to take those nine seconds in his fucking intro, I guess. Uh, For just the uh, extra little bit, the shortest was uh, Jimmy Snuka at WrestleMania 7 at um, 4 minutes and 20 seconds. So RVD would like that. Let's see who says what here. Watchman King says HBK at 25. Peter says panel 10 and 16. Panel 10 and 16. Wait, what? I don't get that. Shawn Michaels, 25, short, either Snuka or Snake. Uh, Rosa Show says, I would actually say his match with Triple H at WrestleMania 28 was the longest. Ding, ding, ding. Either that or the one with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. As far as the shortest, I would go with his first match with Jimmy Snuka because that was hella quick. And Mort Supremo says, longest match was WrestleMania Triple H versus Undertaker. Shortest was Jimmy Snuka versus Undertaker. So, Mort Supremo and Rosa Show. Get that correct. And Peter and uh, Watchman King? Eh. Not correct. So, this week's Ask Him is going to be from Drew. Drew, hit us with it. All right. My question to the panel this year is, what was the last WWE pay-per-view with the PG-14 rating? PG-14? Or the TV-14 rating? Which one was the last one before they swapped to the PG rating that they have now? Uh, maybe One Night Stand? No. You got to throw in the year as well, Tony. Well, is it One Night Stand in one of those years? No, it's not that one. All right, well, then it wouldn't matter anyway. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, jeez. I'm going to say it was Elimination Chamber 2007. Nope. 
SummerSlam 04. No, that was random ass guess. Any other guess? Backlash 2008, if they had the pay per view still. No, that was uh, that was Extreme Rules by then. No, but the year is correct. All right, so was it Elimination been... Chamber 2008? Nope. Extreme Rules 2008? <laughs> no. Except that. We said Backlash. Yeah, but no. which means Extreme Rules. Um, <laughs> Judgment Day? No. Boy, the old. Bash? It's not The Bash. <laughs> no Way Out? But, no, no, but what else is, was The Bash formerly called? The Great, Great American, American Bash? Bash? There you go. The Great American Bash 2008 was the last WWE pay-per-view with the 2PG or TV14 rating mm-hmm. as they go on the TV standard. So, congratulations, Peyton. Tip was to Gryffindor. Now, well, you're now a Hufflepuff, damn it. Sucks to be you, nerd. But to the audience, my question to you, what what is the last WWE show with the TV-14 rating? Like, just to specify, because I know that I'm already confused about this. You mean it could be like the typical kind of shows, like the Raws and Smackdowns and stuff, or do you mean including pay per views and stuff too? It, any WWE programming with the what, what was the last TV fourteen rating? Hmm. It could, be, it could be shows on. It could be Raw, SmackDown, or it could just be shows that they've produced since then. What is the last one with the TV fourteen rating? Alrighty, guys, if you think you know the answer to that or you just want to take a guess, then leave a comment below, send a tweet at SmartOutMoment with the hashtag AskHim, or leave a comment on the SmartOutMoment page itself, and we will tell you next week what the answer is and anything else that we need to tell you, and of course, that's going to make us roll right into part two right now. The hot tags are coming up. Stay tuned. Click on that next video. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully you got that AskHim correct. I don't know the answer to that. Neither does Drew, but he'll figure it out over the next week. But it's time for us to go into the hot tags. A couple things to talk about this week. And yes, we are going to talk about the Hulk Hogan one. I'm going to save that for last, though. We're going to get the other ones out of the way because I'm sure everybody's interested in that. And we'll probably be talking the most about that one. So before you get bogged down in that, let's talk about some easier things. And uh, let's start off with WWE might be offering pay-per-views to people who aren't subscribed to the network for $4.99. I don't really know exactly what their strategy is for this 100%, but... I do kind of like this idea, and I think one of the reasons why that this is a good idea is because there's some people that, yes, $10 isn't really that much, but there's still some people that that's too much to be able to spend a month, and they might only be interested in the pay-per-views, and they sure as hell beforehand weren't able to check it out for 50 bucks. So this might get some people interested in that, and really, if you're doing this thing with, like, uh, you know, the network's nine ninety nine, you can get all the pay-per-views and stuff... And the, uh, like, I guess that's like the main selling point when it comes to it. Certain people, I would assume, really are still just kind of bitter about it. So, I mean, I don't know. I like this in general. I kind of don't want to just like ramble too much. But what do you guys think? Is this a good idea for WWE to do this? Or is it undercutting the other people too much? I think it's the smartest thing they can do. I mean, they have pretty much put all their cards in this thing the wwe network and like they have to do that if, if they want to maximize what they can do with this they've already ditched that the, the pay-per-view guys already i mean they're still taking some revenue in that way but 
it's it's not the future anymore, man. And and WWE realized that. And actually, they were a little late on it, but it, it's not too late. And th- this is an excellent business move. Yeah, I don't I, think it's going to hurt them at all because think about it. They actually advertise the um, pay-per-views as a network exclusive. As far as they're concerned, you can't even get it on pay-per-view. So it makes sense. Uh, they're advertising everything into this network. So if they can make a touch more revenue off it, go ahead. There will be a few people who, who uh, probably will unsubscribe to network because of this. But honestly, I'm, I'm a little – I don't know if I – like it or hate it, but I'm going to go with like for now, mainly because, fuck, I really don't watch too much on the network. Yeah, I watch NXT takeovers, and, you know, I'll watch a few NXTs and a few shows every now and then, but I really don't touch the network that much anymore other than, than the pay-per-views. So, I, I I know I won't unsubscribe for the network and just do the pay-per-views, but I can see other people doing that now, but hey, I mean, it's going to be more revenue, but to be honest with you, I don't know if the five dollar intake was what WWE has been doing for the longest time. But if they only got five dollars off like the sixty dollars they fucking charged me back in two thousand twelve, dude, that is I am so shitty now. Cause that that is ridiculous how high that the stuff was back in the day. So what do you guys think is the better deal? Is it five dollars for a pay per view or a five dollar fill up? Five dollar foot long. (laughs) <laughs> I forgot no, about the $5 yeah. for long. No, no, you know, I do have a question, one, though. Do you know how everyone was worried about pay-per-view points and, like, how much are they getting of a pay-per-view buy percentage? This might actually affect that now because they can measure pay-per-view buys again. That's true. That's very true. Do you guys also think you know, that might maybe their mentality is if we can get people to sign up for the pay-per-views for $5, maybe when they sign in to the website... And they kind of look at like the way that it is, and they go like, "Oh shit!" It shuts off immediately afterward. And I would have wanted to click on that swerved or that NXT episode or something. Maybe they'll just go, "Ah, oh, I'll just pay the extra five. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also it, it gets more people to go to the network to watch the pay per view. And you know, I I don't know, and I never I didn't think about that before you brought it up. So maybe so you know who knows? Maybe there are subscribers that. Numbers will go up, but I really don't know how many people would do that. I mean, Jaden can't even get the damn network. His mom won't let him. So maybe this will be good for him. <laughs> maybe his mom will let him fish out five bucks for the pay-per-views now. Moving on to another they hot tag They might be able here. to um, advertise. No, go ahead, Wago. Wago's on a little bit of delay, so that's why this is happening, everybody. But uh, go, Wago. Uh, they might actually be able to advertise the network very well because they could give them an automatic like week's trial when they purchase the pay-per-view and then that'd be a great new way to get eyes on the uh, network. That's all I had to say. Would you do that every time or just for the first time you, that you buy a pay-per-view? First time. Okay. First time's probably a better one because if they do it every single time then people just keep, you know, checking out everything on the network for that week and then get it for 5 bucks. At a certain point, they got to kind of like just go, well, you know what? Buy the fucking network. Let's move on to another one here, though. Alicia Fox suffered a concussion on Raw, and now they're talking about maybe replacing her on Team Bella. If they do that, who should take her place? Bailey. Uh, On Team Mm. Bella? Yeah, why not? It gives an NXT person at least on every team, so so I, I would be down for it. It'd be weird. But oh god! What if they brought up that other fish face bitch? Oh, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. 
Yeah. I was gonna say her as a joke. Mm. That's a good one. They wouldn't hotshot Eva Marie up, would they? <sighs> Man, I don't know. You shouldn't. They could. I could see her do- uh, see them doing that. Man. There's not that many uh, the, uh, women on the uh, NXT roster that hasn't been up on the WWE roster yet, so... I don't, I don't, if they do that, I don't think that they'll go to the NXT roster. They could possibly, be, you know, throw in someone else, you know, maybe like a Cameron or uh, Natalia, something like that. Maybe even Rosa Mendez. Maybe Rosa Mendez will get her first win. We never know. Can they bring Maria back? I like looking at Maria. And Punk's gone, so you never know. <laughs> Well, speaking of Divas, Layla has retired from WWE. She says that not only is her age catching up to her and she doesn't like to travel along with it, but she's thinking about having a family because she just got engaged to Ricky Ortiz. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, oh, she's having a family? That explains them chubby legs. <laughs> Dude, it's chubby legs, though. I ain't complaining. Yeah, we know that this is going to be a big loss for you, Drew. Dude, it's a huge loss, but to be honest... She hasn't been on TV for quite some time now, so I'll just have the I'll just have my archive of Layla collection on my hard drive. Or always go to the Google search if I need to get my fixin' fixin' for Layla. But Your Layla I, I will miss her. The fixins, but I will miss her. Um, you know, back when I started watching wrestling again, back in 2011, 2012, she came back, and I forgot that how much I liked her uh, before I stopped watching. So. I always, you know, I've always found her to be good looking. You know, she's one of the few Diva Search winners that actually go on and do something in WWE. And she had a solid career for the most part. A multi-time uh, champion and Divas, a Divas champ and a women's champ. Uh, you know, Lay Cool was uh, very cool back in like 2010, 2009 when, when they were doing that. But yeah, yeah, you know, solid like nine-year career. You know, whether she'll go in the Hall of Fame someday, it won't happen anytime soon. But, you know. I think she's worthy of it. You know, she's been in there for quite some time, so good for her. Peyton, what are your thoughts on Layla? Is it somebody you're going to miss? I mean, if I missed her, I, I missed her already. So, I mean, it's not like anything's going to change. Uh, she she did her thing for a while. There, there, There's nothing more for her to do. I mean, it's not like the Divas division is... I mean, it is trying to pick up. It, it is almost a shame that she would miss out just as the Divas division is becoming something interesting again, but... Where would her place be in that anyway? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's fine. She, she, she's good to go. Be happy with the next stage of your life. And she can still pop in for appearances here and there. Yeah. Where does she live? She does she live, does she live near the Performance Center? She lives in uh, Florida, I believe. She might Tampa live in Bay, Miami, maybe? maybe I think she lives somewhere. Right. Yeah, maybe she could help out there. So, yeah, I'm sure the next phase of her life is going to be very happy. And I'm sure she's still yeah. very beautiful, whatever she's doing. Of course. I, I She mentioned, like, doing choreography stuff you know, she's a huge dancer in that regard. So I think she'll be keep herself busy for the time being. And, you know, if she w- was going to stay around for like this diva resurgence that they're doing right now, she wouldn't be nothing more than like, you know, do a mentor of uh, student type of thing. I think if they would have done something with her along those lines, I thought that'd be cool. But, you know, she's been there for a while. She's been the oldest uh, diva on that roster for quite some time now. I, I-, I don't know how much, uh, uh, also, I forget her name now, but Karma, I don't know how old she was when she was on WWE, but, you know, Vicky, and I, I, I don't really count Vicky Guerrero for a, a woman diva thing, but she's, she, I'm surprised she's been around for that long, you know? Not that many people will still do this at 
at her age. She's like 37, 38 now, so... I mean, no. Good for her. Did you so, just call Vicky Guerrero a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I realized that as soon as I said this. I was waiting for you to jump. Yeah, she's a thing, alright. A cougar. For anybody curious, this does not disqualify Layla from the tournament that's going yes! on right now. Um, she is most likely moving on to the next round, I think, if she was... Uh, who was she up against? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember. Uh, let me Someone that wasn't as hot as... I'd her, like obviously. to just tell all the listeners right now, did you hear that um, rise of excitement in Drew's voice when he heard Layla could still be in the competition? You can dash that simply by voting for her opponent. Technically, you can, because the votes don't end until Thursday night. That's going to be tomorrow night. Uh, Recording this, of course, Wednesday night like we usually do, but there's about 24 more hours for you to get them in. Uh, If not, she's going to move on and probably face Summer Rae, and then she'll probably get knocked out. But (laughs) either way, uh, Layla is not disqualified just because she has retired, and it's you know based off of who's in the company right now and stuff. I didn't do that before. I'm not going to do it now. Um so don't worry, Drew. She's still got a shot. She does. Wow. Another thing about Divas, Samantha Rotunda, the sister of Bo Dallas and uh, Bray Wyatt, received a little bit of a tryout at the WWE Performance Center this time, so maybe she's going to be Sister Abigail or something? I don't know. What do you guys think? Is this something you want to see, or is she kind of just like, well, we've already got two Rotundas in there, and IRS pops up, we don't need another one? Don't care. Do not give a damn, don't care. You're here. <laughs> Alright, here's another thing that we probably are going to just go, whoa, God, that's terrible. WWE Studios is going to be making a film that is involved with Shawn Michaels and involved in... I'm there. This. Well, <laughs> listen to this. It's The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. Oh it's about God. the one of the guys from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Brett Dalton, is going to play the main character, and it's some guy who has to do church shit for community service and tries to get into like doing a play or something like some church play and starts to realize that like there's more to life than crime and religion's awesome (laughs) as as soon as you said Shawn michaels i was like oh dude if there's anything other than something to do with god or a church i was gonna be very disappointed and as soon as you said resurrection i was just like thank god let's go yeah, this sounds like some stupid Lifetime movie or whatever, where somebody's like, my whole life's changed because it's so much better to to love God and everybody gets together on Sunday nights and eats roast beef and, you know, Shawn like... be the preacher? What? Shawn Michaels better be the preacher. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna, like, super kick Brett Dalton or something, and I don't know. <laughs> we're all in agreement we're not watching this movie, right? No, if if Shawn Michaels does a super kick and goes, the power of Christ compels you. I will watch that. <laughs> Wigo, you gonna be uh, checking this out? Yeah, I don't do movies. You know that. Yeah, but this one. <laughs> oh well, now you put it that way. Payton, <laughs> a no for this one too. I mean, I'll throw it on my to-watch list that's about 6,000 movies long and, you know, it's constantly growing and not at the bottom. So <laughs> it's going ha- to be a while, but maybe I'll watch it someday. Five years from now, you're, you're going to be like, hey, guys, Resurrection of Gavin Stone. And we're going to be like, what? <laughs> I finally got around to watching it. And it sucks. <laughs> Poor HBK. So let's move on to the big story. Hulk Hogan. If you don't know by now, what happened? 
there are <laughs> so many reports of so many terrible things that Hulk Hogan has said in the past, and it's everything from homophobic slurs to racial slurs. Most of them seem to be race related. Uh, related, and really yeah, totally botched that tonight. I'm not going to break down all of them because I'm sure I haven't even, you know, read every single one of the reports and stuff. But of course, a lot of it boils down to the sex tape, and some of it boils down to a podcast that he's done. And now there, I think the latest thing is something about he was talking to his son Nick about the people that are on um, in prison with him, and that a lot of them are black or something, and some of them are lesbians or. I've lost track of all this shit. There's going to be a post up on Smartout Moments soon that uh, Leslie's going to be taking care of about running down everything that's kind of going on with this, and it's long as hell already, and there's just more keeps being added to it. WWE released Hulk Hogan. They've scrubbed him from, like, as much as they possibly could. Do you guys think this is the right idea, or are they going overboard? In this modern society where people overreact to stuff like this all the time, I think they knew the oncoming storm that was going to come from the media. As much as they did scrub them, it doesn't make a freaking difference. They know where Hulk Hogan was. Like, I I was... When this first broke, one of the first things I saw posted was for like a, a, no, a local anchor for some sort of a local news affiliate. And he had posted on his Facebook page. And as he was making it, he tagged former WWE superstar Hulk Hogan. So even tag to go take you to the WWE Facebook page. Like th- this was like a horrible thing to happen for WWE. And I-, I can't blame them for taking every step they need to, especially when it's not like Hulk Hogan's bringing them too much. You know, if this was someone like the rock, maybe they, they might try to like make some extra steps to, to try to cover it up and keep it hush hush. But Hulk Hogan, like nah, cut ties. Peace brother. Just taking <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? Like, he has had. Um, were all like the quotes that like people pulled up from like interviews back from like 2012, or or were there more recent ones? Because I really haven't looked into much of this since like Saturday, mainly because fuck that is when when this uh, story came up, I think. Uh, the Brian and Brand posted something in the uh, Mega Maniacs group, which uh, Facebook.com slash uh, the Mega Maniac, whatever. But for the most part, <laughs> Facebook.com slash group slash the Mega Maniacs. <laughs> yeah, but he posted something that was like they removed him because of like him possibly like doing like a Big Brother thing in like the UK, and I was like, oh, that's such bullshit. And then like we saw some other stuff. Like about how he, he said some racist things, and it's like, oh man, I guess we'll I'll, I'll wake up in the morning and see how he's like banned forever. And damn, damn, they got him good. A part of me have, has always been like, oh come on, I would not be surprised at all if Hulk Hogan turned out to say something dumb in an interview and be racist. So I'm not surprised that it actually happened. Now, I wasn't like predicting this would happen or anything of that means, but. You have got to know better in this day and age to say something like that. You you can't. And if you do, you better pray to God it never comes out. Because we live in a world where anything of just like just racist in general is going to get shut down, and because it's it's something that people shouldn't be doing anymore. Yeah, we crack our jokes and on here, but you know we do it. Nah, not. Probably not a good intention, but listen, we don't we don't have the star power of a Hulk Hogan who was considered possibly the greatest uh, wrestler superstar of all time. 
if you think about it. So, you know what? what? <laughs> You're like, you lost me here, Drew. Lost what me about 15 minutes ago, bud. <laughs> das, at the end of the day, it's like this. Hulk Hogan is gone, and you know what? Good riddance, because you don't need people like that in the WWE. You know, people in the past probably have said something stupid and lost their job. I think Hulk Hogan deserves it. He wasn't doing much, like uh, Peyton said, to like bring in money or anything, mainly because Hulk Hogan is not a name anymore. The most In recent years, the most news he's had is, hey, I had a sex tape at one time, and it was probably terrible. So, Wait, didn't you watch that? I think I watched some of it. I don't remember. Probably blocked it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Like, he, he doesn't mean anything to the company anymore. And whether or not he actually gets kicked out of the Hall of Fame, I doubt it, doubt it but... Man, that's that's just uh, something terrible for WWE. And fuck, dude, I I don't blame him. I might get as far away as him as possible, make him a no memory at all. So it'll be interesting to see in the coming months what happens. But as of right now, I guess say I'll say bye to the whole Kogi. Wego, do you think that they're going a little bit overboard with this? Especially since there's been a lot of reports from black celebrities that are saying Hogan's not racist, you know, we've been cool for the longest time, and now there's a lot of people, of course, that are also saying, like, hey, he was in a bad spot when this happened, and, you know, you get stressed out, and sometimes, you know, you just happen to be a little bit more on edge, and shit bothers you, and a lot of people are also arguing, well, how many other people in WWE have said this kind of crap, and it just hasn't leaked out yet, and it's just a PR kind of a thing? Well, do I think it's an overreaction from the public? Yes. From WWE standpoint, no, because at the end of the day, they look out for number one, and I don't blame them at all. Anyone that gets mad at them for not standing by Hogan's a fucking idiot. Uh, so, as far as Hulk Hogan and the morality, morality of it all, People like to say he was in a shitty place, and he no doubt was. His son had that accident. He got thrown in jail. Um, he was in TNA. He was in TNA. <laughs> his fucking wife <laughs> left him. Um, there's no doubt, but you don't suddenly become a racist homophobe when you're depressed. Mm. Um, but I don't think Hogan is by any means a mal- anyone that's fucking malicious and a KKK leader like people have fucking want to make out make him out to be. Can you honestly say in the last eight months, well, fucking for us, probably the last two weeks, uh, in eight, sorry, eight years, have you ever said anything along the lines of what he said? I'm pretty sure everybody on the fucking globe has. Nope. Yeah, you have. Nope. Um, so I think this is a huge overreaction. People say worse shit than that every day of their fucking life. It might not be directly about race, but it's about something. So, welcome. When it comes to the Hall of Fame, a lot of people are saying he should be taken out of that. I personally, my opinion on this whole thing, very similar to what you guys have been saying. WWE did something that I don't expect them to not do. They have to, of course, distance themselves from him and all that. But at the same time, I do think that a lot of this reaction is a little bit of an overreaction to it because it's terrible. Something he shouldn't have said. Any of these things that are coming out are things that he shouldn't have necessarily said. And... Some people are arguing, well, it was private. Well, it doesn't matter if it's private. You know, if you have that kind of an opinion and you are a public figure, even if you're not a public figure, and you say what you said, then you kind of need to have some kind of like a reaction to it. I mean, you can be a nobody in the middle of ShopRite and say something racist, and if people go, wow, you're horribly racist, that's a response that you're going to get. So Hogan can't hide behind 
it was leaked and it shouldn't have been leaked, well, you shouldn't have said it. But at the same time, I think that a lot of people are very, very happy to vilify anything that they can. And mm-hmm. we see, you know, people vilify nothing. I'm not saying that this is nothing, but we see people go nuts over, like, I identify as something, 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 and you are offending me because you posted a picture of a goddamn tree, and that reminded me of something, or, like, just the stupidest, randomest crap. And people would have loved the idea of jumping on this from the very beginning. There could have been accusations that Hogan said something and no proof, and immediately Hogan would have been, Hogan's a racist. That kind of a thing bothers me, and I think that the way that a lot of people are looking at this is like, WWE, we should treat it like the Chris Benoit thing. Fuck no. Chris Benoit was so much worse. Especially about the Hall of Fame thing. If you want to take Hulk Hogan out for being a racist, then you probably need to take out anyone who was wrestled in the 80s or 70s, because I'm pretty (laughs) sure they were all fucking... Iron Iron Sheik never should have went in. (laughs) Exactly. Iron Sheik says horrible shit all the time, and nobody goes nuts, because Iron Sheik is just Iron Sheik. And there's people like the whole Snuka situation... You don't see people going clamoring for that every time. And Ultimate Warrior is one of their biggest bigots they have. And he has a freaking the Warrior Award and stuff. And it's like, you know, yes, it makes perfect sense for them to kick him out of Tough Enough. He shouldn't be on WWE TV when people can be like, that guy's maybe a racist. And WWE's going, isn't this guy a legend? And all that kind of stuff. But keep his stuff on the network. Keep his... uh, I take his profile off of the website, keep him in the Hall of Fame, don't put him on WWE TV for a while, and if he has to go through some kind of, like, discrimination, counseling, or whatever like that, I mean, I'm sure he's going to want to do that anyway for his, like, publicists and stuff are going to, you know, try to help his image out. That's not the end of the world. Like, he's not somebody who now we should all start getting a... Uh, I think I wrote this actually in the the little thing that the news update that I posted on it, we shouldn't be treating this as like, we should go kill Frankenstein's monster. (laughs) He's said racist things and homophobic things and stuff. That's bad. He doesn't deserve to get some kind of like complete wash over and well, it's Hulk Hogan and we don't care. No, he said some bad stuff. People should be mad at him, but in no way is this the same as Chris Benoit and people can't act like it is. That's overboard to me. Thing is, if yeah. you want to say Hulk Hogan's a horrible person, you've got a whole lot more valid evidence for him being a horrible person throughout his entire life, let alone this fucking thing. So, eh, Hogan's a piece of shit, but he was a successful piece of shit, and he's a part of my childhood. And I'm still going to be a Hulk Hogan fan regardless. Yeah, I'm too young on him. When, when I think of Hulk Hogan, I've always thought of the, hey, that guy's uh, old and sex tape, yeah? So, I don't have much of an opinion of him other than, yeah, oh yeah, he's that guy in the Hall of Fame, and now he's not a part of the company. So, he's done a lot for the business, but, you know, just, fuck me, dude. Just like, this is just terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. The worst possible thing ever happened in the history of WWE. <laughs> Do you guys think Hogan's ever coming back? Oh, if so, yeah. If so, when? Eh, five years. Oh, wait, he'll no. still be around for five years? <laughs> no, he'll be dead by then, but, you know, as soon as he dies, he'll be like, in a couple years past, oh, yeah. yeah. As soon as he's dead, I think that's, like, the best way of putting it. I think he'll die in sometime in the next couple of years anyways. He's going to fall into a deep depression. And I hate to be terrible by saying that, but 
people get really depressed sometimes, and if they get, you know, I don't think he'll kill himself, but some people just die of depression, and wouldn't surprise me if Hulk Hogan's in that boat. Lego, you're good at predicting when people get down with a bunch of ailments. Is that going to happen? <laughs> will he get that ridiculous? Um, no, I think his head will just keep swelling until it pops. <laughs> When's he coming back to WWE? Or is he never coming back to Wego? I the think the Wego. I heard that yeah. too, but I, like, I wasn't sure if I guess <laughs> made it up in my head that I heard it or if he actually said it. No, I actually said it. Um, no Wego. So this is what the Wego thinks. The Wego thinks that Hulk Hogan is going to be back in five years. Do you smell what the Wego is cooking? It's kind of like The Rock Jr. <laughs> shove that son of bitch sideways. Fader, you go with the five-year marker or something else. It, you know, it, it's going to take at least that long, but I'm curious if Hulk Hogan will survive. I mean, this whole media storm is going to die down three months maximum. But this will never, ever be forgotten about with the name Hulk Hogan. Anytime anyone talks about Hulk Hogan now, the joke is going to be that he's a racist. Just like Michael Jackson touched little boys, mm-hmm. which I firmly believe never happened. Really? And I, I, he, he, yeah, I, I believe he, he slept with children. I believe he was a weirdo, but it, he, he may have his reasons for that. And that's an argument for another day. But I, I think he was falsely accused of that. And it never escaped him. Never escaped him. Um, so that, that's how it's going to be for Hulk Hogan. You can, get, you can move past something and not escape it, though. I mean, let's face it, Mike Tyson... People don't think of Mike Tyson anymore as the fucking rapist woman abuser anymore. He's a personality and a celebrity, which people oddly enough love now. So I think there's time for Hogan to move past and people to fall in love with him again. Mike Tyson was in his prime, though. Hulk Hogan's not. He could die any time now, and I wouldn't be surprised about it. Okay, assuming that... Dr. Drew doesn't predict his fucking death in the next <laughs> few years. I think he'll move past it. <laughs> what do you think well, Hogan's going to be... Dr. Drew is a sex doctor. <laughs> what do you think Hogan's going to be doing, though? I mean, he can't go to just, like, anywhere. Whatever the fuck Hogan wants. He's probably going to try to make a reality show so he can make his comeback, and he'll probably try to open another restaurant, and he might try to do a movie or something, and he'll do whatever he wants. He's Hulk Hogan. I hope this he is stuck for him in Metallica. <laughs> what if he like turned into the skid and started doing like overboard like anti-racial stuff that came off more racist like he said he's opening up a restaurant like what if he's gonna the one of the accusations was that his old restaurant was very anti uh anti-urban i think people were classifying it which is like that's so fucking funny of a phrase but that you know the dress code had all this stuff that a lot of black people t- necessarily wear and what if, like, he went for, like, the total opposite, and he was just kind of like, I want to embrace this so much, so let's do everything that I apparently had a problem with in the past. <laughs> He's popping up in, like, all these, uh, like, oh, what's the name of that, the fucking uh, Medea, like, movies and stuff like that. I could see Hogan being stupid enough to pull that off. Like, doing a reality show of him getting back in with that kind of culture or something, and you're like, his facepalm moment. I facepalm every time Hogan tries to walk upstairs. You frequently watch Hogan walking upstairs? <laughs> no, because the camera pans away from it every time he does. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to see from Hogan? Not his sex tape. 
Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all? No. To be honest, Tony, what does the guy have left? I don't know. That's one of the reasons why I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's next because... for him. Because he can't just go to, like, a wrestling company. Like, he could with, you know, you leave WWE, you go to TNA. He can't do he, that. He staggered his fucking old ass to WrestleMania 30, botched his fucking lines, made <laughs> some shitty commercials, and... I got sick of him then. I'm done with Hogan. I've had my fill. It's been a fucking long time. I've had plenty of Hulk Hogan. Tony, do you want more of Hulk Hogan? Do you want him to come back and win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship? Is that what you're saying? To win the world title? No. <laughs> I, but I think that, you know, there's... There's, like, some kind of a weird void that would be in, like, pop culture if Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan ceased to exist. He's pretty much he's exists for a while now. I don't, I mean, I don't pay much attention to pop culture, anyways. But from what I know, he hasn't been relevant in a long time, anyways. Any suggestions for what pay, uh, he should do, Payton? Uh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> sympathizing the guy now jesus don't he jeez. In, in that regard if like <laughs> i can just imagine this conversation like hogan's talking to his uh publicist or his you know pr person or whatever and he's like so brother what does the internet think that i should do next and like oh, i'm gonna read this quote here from smack talk uh a mr mike payton says hogan should fuck off next <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's it for the hot tags everybody make sure you leave your comments below Tell us what you think about all these different things, particularly the Hulk Hogan situation. Do you think that things are going overboard? Do you think that WWE is not doing enough? Should he be, you know, essentially uh, in the entertainment world, just castrated or something, I guess? Uh, what do you think about Layla? What do you think about Alicia Fox? Who would replace her on Team Bella? Are you going to buy the pay-per-views for four ninety nine if you don't have the network? Would you like to see Samantha Rotunda? And are you watching this terrible friggin' Resurrection of Gavin Stone movie when that comes out? And uh, if we missed any other hot tags, of course, leave those in the comments below and we'll try to respond to them. And well, we're going to just take a break here right now, though, with the rest hold. We're going to come back after that with our main event. So stay tuned. Click on part three and we'll be right back. We're going to let those hot tags cool down a little bit, which means it's time for the rest hold, our commercial break section where I fill you in on everything that you need to be aware of going on this week for Smart Out Moment and some other A-Mango Tree branches. Starting with the outside interference articles of the week, I wrote something up for E-Wrestling News a couple days ago about who I think were different possibilities for who could replace Hulk Hogan on Tough Enough. We know by now who the new judge is, but if you want to read my opinions about that subject matter, then you could go to E-Wrestling News and find that article, or you can find not only that article, but also the most recent ones for E-Wrestling News and Bleacher Report on the homepage of SmartOutMoment.com underneath the Outside Interference section, the Facebook and Twitter accounts for Tony Mango and SmartOut Moment, or if it happens to be a particular week where I can plug it on YouTube, the YouTube description down below. Moving on to the Smark My Words comment of the week. This one goes to CC Manize. I think that's how I'm supposed to pronounce that username for leaving a comment on our Monday Night Raw post show. This week's episode shouldn't be called A Fish Called Lana. It should be called Cena Knows Best. <laughs> of course, I love that pun. 
So I had to give that to this one. Thank you, CC Monize, for leaving that comment. Thank you to everybody else who left comments and participated in all the different avenues where you could tell us to smart your words. One of the most fun ones of that is our group on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash group slash the Megamaniacs. That's where you'll find different stuff throughout the week that we do, some updates on things, and lots of different things that, you know, really you pretty much just have to sign up for it to find out. So if you're on Facebook, sign up for that group. The mailbag for August is going to be coming up either on the next episode or the one after that. Haven't quite decided yet. It all depends on what special features we do. So whether it's episode 194 or 195, you can submit to us any questions that you want to pick our brains about to get to know us better. If it's wrestling related or not, just fill up the inbox by going to the contact form of smartcoutmoment.com. Shoot us an email and we will answer anything that you send our way. Now, if you happen to be going to a wrestling event of any kind soon and you want to show your support for Smart Out Moment, you can do so through the Sign Me Up initiative. All you got to do is take a sign that says Smart Out Moment to that event, send a picture or a video of yourself to me, and I'll give you a nice little spotlight on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk. If you're able to help us out on the monetary side of things and you're willing to throw some of your spare change our way, then there's three different ways in which you can do that. The PayPal donation button at the bottom of smartoutmoment.com. The YouTube page is a fan funding one. So if you go to that, then you will see a little support this channel thing on the right hand side that'll give you directions of how you can do things for that. Or you can go to our Patreon account, patreon.com slash smartoutmoment. The rewards that we have up there, you're all eligible for, depending on what the different donation sections are. So if you have any suggestions of different rewards that you'd like to see in the future, make sure you leave those in the comments below as well. We'll see what we can do. And it all kind of depends on what you guys are both willing and able to do. Obviously, monetary stuff is tight for everybody, so we don't expect that from everybody as well. But there's also different ways that you can support us by just sharing the channel, liking, subscribing, favoriting, passing along to your friends, passing the website along, and all that other kind of stuff. Multiple different ways for you to help us out. Everything greatly, greatly appreciated. If you just can't get enough of us and you want to hear more of our opinions about different things that we're nerdy about, then head on over to the sister website of Smart Out Moment, which is fanboysanonymous.com. That's where we geek out over everything like movies, video games, comic books, TV, etc., etc., etc. Follow the Facebook and Twitter accounts there, and if you want to hear of our podcasts that we've got, we've got the iTunes, the Stitcher, and the YouTube.com slash fanboysanonymous locations where you can check them out for things like Review Point, For Real Movie Club, group meeting, any kind of specials that we've got aware of, and that's also the spot where you can find the Dace Man show, if you're missing Dace, who hasn't been on here in a while. Gonna have to get that guy back on here. Start pestering him, send him messages, tell him, go on the Smack Talk show, goddammit. <laughs> but also, don't forget about the All Talk show, which is our completely random topic podcast. Anything goes, and everything is open for discussion. We do that sporadically, live on megapowersradio.com, and we will always tell you on the Mega Maniacs and on the Facebook.com page, facebook.com slash alltalkshow, when we decide to do one of those episodes. But if you happen to not be able to join in on the live discussion and you want to listen to the archived editions, you can check them out on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com slash alltalkshow. If you are interested in joining the Smart Out Moment team as a writer, an editor, or anything else for that matter, then you can send in your application using the contact form of the website, and I will get back to you with more information as soon as I can. That'll round us out for this week's edition of The Rest Hold. We've got some fantasy booking to do in the next segment, so stay tuned for part four of episode 193. We will be right back.
Welcome back from the rest hold, everyone. It's time for us to get into our main event for this evening, Fantasy Booking SummerSlam 2015. If you don't know what Fantasy Booking is, let me give you a quick rundown. Fantasy Booking is essentially us taking whatever the uh, current subject matter is and deciding what would we do if we had creative control. Since this is a pay-per-view, it's going to be breaking down what the card would be and what matches we would book for it. And a little bit of the constraints that we have, I try to keep it so where it's reasonable, but it's, you know, you can't just go crazy. Obviously, you can't book people that aren't in the company. You can't book people that are uh, retired or obviously dead. Uh, you can't also go so crazy where you would just add, like, 30 people from NXT onto the main roster. WWE never, never does that. The most we've ever seen has been the most recent thing with the Divas. And you got to kind of take that into consideration. And also, the time frame of when you can go back and rebook things for SummerSlam this one, I figured an easy way to do that would be the night after WrestleMania uh, from this year. So... You'd be looking at Seth Rollins as the champion going forward unless you were, were to change that in some way. And you can change champions. You could change baby faces and heels. You can give pushes to people. Lots of different stuff. you got to just kind of explain it if it's something a little bit different. And uh, essentially, what would you do with the four hours that you're given? The five hours, uh, actually, that you're given for SummerSlam 2015. Anybody want to go first or do you guys want me to go first? It's up to you. You do it. <laughs> You can go first, Tony. Alrighty, fine. I'll go first then. Uh, I tried to make myself have a little bit less room to rebook things too, so I kept some things exactly the same as what they're going for, and you know, tried not to change all that much. But my pre-show match is going to be King Barrett versus Big Show versus The Miz. Essentially, it's sort of the same as what the feud we're getting with Ryback is right now, but instead of it being for the Intercontinental Title and having Ryback involved. It's going to be more of a bragging right situation. King Barrett is somebody who, he is king of the ring. I like that idea. But he's also a babyface. I think that one of the biggest mistakes WWE's done this year is not running with Bad News Barrett being a face. And that's kind of halted his uh, momentum quite a bit. So in this scenario, Barrett is a babyface. And he's fighting Big Show and Miz because Big Show thinks... King Barrett, what the hell, you're not a king of the ring. I'm the fucking giant. I'm the king when it comes to this. I even won the goddamn Andre the Giant, uh, Andre the giant Memorial Battle Royal. I threw all these people out. I'm the true king of the ring. Miz, on the other hand, is sitting there going, no, 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 no. King of the ring doesn't matter. Andre the Giant Battle Royal doesn't matter. I'm the friggin' celebrity. Nobody else is doing the uh, movies. Nobody else has got this exposure. If there's anybody who's a king in WWE, it's me. So that's essentially your breakdown for that kind of a match. It's on the pre-show. It's not the most important thing in the world. And uh, probably I'd end up giving this to The Miz, just some kind of cheating thing. You know, Barrett knocks out Big Show, looks pretty strong, but Miz gets a roll-up or some crap like that. You know, we don't need to break down exactly what happens in every match and stuff. And who's on to the show itself, and you're going to start off with a mixed tag match. Dolph Ziggler and Lana against Rusev and Summer Rae. I like what they're doing here. And I like the idea of Rusev kind of fighting over Lana and bringing Summer Rae in to get her jealous and stuff. Maybe I wouldn't have thought about the whole fish-throwing thing, but I like that too. I think that this is pretty much exactly what we uh, should be getting around this time. So my only tweak is to make it a mixed tag match, and that over the past couple of months, hopefully Lana would have learned how to wrestle pretty well, and that you don't have to worry about her performing in the ring against Summer Rae. But even if she's not the best... 
you have Ziggler and Rusev that you can back it up. Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton is the next match. A little backstory behind this. You guys should know by now, I do not like the idea of Sheamus being the Mr. Money in the Bank, so he doesn't win it. Kevin Owens wins Money in the Bank. And that means that he wouldn't have had this feud with John Cena the same way that they did it. I like the John Cena feud that they did at first, but I think that, and I said this last time around, that this whole idea of them building him up and then he just loses to Cena for the next two matches and all that, it pisses me off. And if they weren't going to give him the U.S. title, don't have him continue feuding with him and everything. Just have him beat Cena once, get a real big cocky streak about himself, then he wins money in the bank, and it's like, now I'm even going to be somebody who could be the champion. So who does he feud with? The legend killer. Orton's a little bit pissed. He used to be the guy that was taking names and kicking ass and stuff. And now Kevin Owens is pretty much the apex predator. He's knocking everybody out. He's taking people out of commission. He's got money in the bank. Randy Orton and Owens feud over that, essentially. And I'm going to get spoil a little bit for if I still have the same mentality when it comes to rebooking WrestleMania next year. You have Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose in the main event of WrestleMania. Re- either Roman Reigns or Dean Ambrose wins. Who's the one that beats them later on in 2016? Kevin Owens. Money in the bank. We move on to the Tag Team Championship. Lucha Dragons, def- uh, not defend, they get a title shot against the New Day. I've said before, New Day should not be losing those titles, and I wouldn't have had them lose it here either, because Lucha Dragons are kind of cool, but New Day's awesome. And uh, I like the idea of them keeping the titles for as long as possible. Legion Dragons should have been built up more, so they're proper contenders and all that other kind of stuff. Move on to Ryback and Sheamus. Ryback doesn't like bullies. Sheamus is a bully. There you go. That's all you really need to know. Nikki Bella defends the Divas Championship against Charlotte. I like what they're doing right now, but a couple tweaks along the way, I think that it's a mistake that they're doing a team match at SummerSlam because you could do this for Survivor Series much, much better. So, building up around this, Nikki Bella and Charlotte are facing each other and Nikki ends up winning because somebody wants to help her out, starting this whole like Team Bella versus other people kind of a thing. And who's helping her out on this that screws Charlotte out of it? Sasha Banks. There you go. You have... For Survivor Series later on in the year, instead of Team Bad versus Team Bella versus the other team that they're not giving a name to yet for some reason, you just have it split 50-50. And the Bella Twins team, whatever that would end up being called, you got Nikki, Bree, Sasha Banks, Naomi, and either Tamina or Cameron against the babyfaces, which are Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Paige, Alicia Fox, and Natalia. That's where we would be building. Wyatt Family versus Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and either Sting or The Undertaker. You can't have both, and I think that it's a mistake to have both on the card, too, because I'll get into somebody else that's pretty big a little bit later on, but I'm sort of working under the assumption that Eric Rowan is still injured. You don't necessarily have to have him injured in this, because you never know if he would have gotten injured or not, and if he is injured, then I think his replacement's Adam Rose. And you make him the character that I mentioned a couple weeks ago, sort of like a crazy jackal. And he offsets the crazy Dean Ambrose. And you have either Sting or Undertaker take that, like, I'm the dark side kind of a mentality behind it. And they counteract Bray Wyatt a little bit. Roman Reigns gets a little bit of a rub because he's probably the one who would get the pin. You know, it sort of writes itself. Then we have one of the weirdest things, I guess I could say, on my card. Title unification. United States champion John Cena 
against the Intercontinental Champion Cesaro. Not as big on Cesaro as a lot of people tend to be, but I think him holding the IC title would be kind of cool. And I've said before, I like the idea of having just a one mid-card champion and sort of making the belt a little bit like the WWE World Title Belt, where the side plates can change. Have the Intercontinental Championship. It's not the United States Championship, even though John Cena would win this. But the Intercontinental Championship has side plates to change off of who is owning the title at the time and their respective uh, country that they're from. So John Cena is the Intercontinental Champion, something which we haven't seen before. Technically, even though it's not the official title for it, he'd be the Intercontinental American Champion. And you have the American flag. If, like, Sheamus were to win it down the line, he'd have the Irish flag. If Cesaro were to win, it'd be Swiss. I think that's a good way for you to get WWE shop people to want to buy that and represent their country. And you can even send the Intercontinental title to people that win, like, say, the World Cup. Here's an Intercontinental title with that country in there. That'd be kind of cool, I think. And I sort of don't like the idea of the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title at the same time. Bugs me a little bit. And who's better to hold it than John Cena? And we have Stardust versus Neville with uh, Stephen Amell as a special guest. I like superheroes. I like where they're going with this. Very cool. The only thing that I would have done, and this is like if I had full control, I like Cody Rhodes better than Stardust, but he wanted to keep the Stardust character, so I'd probably just be like, okay, I wouldn't force him into it. So my idea of Cody Rhodes getting like some main event push wouldn't have happened anyway. So Stardust versus Neville, cool. I like superheroes. Finally, the last match on the card, the world title match, Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar would not happen at Battleground. I think it's too big for Battleground. And of course, that also means Undertaker does not interfere here. There's no Undertaker and Lesnar match happening at Night of Champions to follow this up with. None of that. Rollins just figures out a way to beat Brock Lesnar. And at the next pay-per-view, the Night of Champions thing, he has been so adamant that well, I even beat fucking Brock Lesnar that it pisses Triple H off and you get Triple H and Seth Rollins at what I would rather do instead of Night of Champions, breaking point. That's my card. I've talked a little bit too much here, so I'm going to pass this along to whoever wants to go next. What do you have for uh, fantasy booking? I'll tag in. So for an opening match, I'd actually do a big babyface versus babyface match. I think the perfect position for a guy like Randy Orton right now is putting over your upper mid-card talent who you think's got a future. So I'd have him win some type of battle royal and take on the current Intercontinental Champion, Ryback. Because, let's face it, Daniel Bryan's fucked. He was getting injured no matter what. Um, so I'd have Randy Orton and Ryback duke it out, and you can have the Feed Me More chance um, going all match. You can have people get popping for the RKO. It's just a solid opening match, and I'd have Ryback win. Uh, next, I have my first of two Divas matches. So I do. I actually really like the NXT Invasion, but I would have done it a little differently. I would have had Paige um, lead the NXT Divas, Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha against one team of the Bella Twins, uh, Naomi and Tamina. So with that, um, you can have some type of six-woman ma- six tag match in this, and I'd have Sasha get the pin because I want to make her look strong out of them. And that'll lead into a Divas Championship match later on in the night, which I'll get to after what I'd put on next, which is the WWE Tag Team title match. I don't like any of the teams that we currently have right now, 
Um, I would have kept the belts on Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, and I would have just had trotted the New Age Outlaws out of there just for them to have a face team to beat. Because I would have kept them heel personally. Uh, next, I have the Divas Championship match, and I'd actually do um, Paige versus Nikki Bella. I'd have those two as the team leaders, so they duke it out for the titles. Uh, title Paige wins. And with that, her faction comes out and all celebrates with them. They're all ready to leave the ring, and quickly Sasha spins Paige rounds, lays her out, and bails out of the ring, uh, setting up Paige's first opponent. Because Which is the- Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next I have the John Cena versus Kevin Owens feud. I like this feud. I think it could have been dragged out longer, and I think they jumped the shock on a couple of things. That first match, I wouldn't have changed a damn thing how it went down the Elimination Chamber. It was perfect. Um, I would have had both men compete in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and Owens won that. So he has somewhat of another win over John Cena. I'd have the feud get a little personal uh, with attacks on each other. Cena costs Owens uh, the NXT title at TakeOver. And when it comes for Owens versus Cena 2 at Battleground, Owens wins. And then it all leads up to tonight, SummerSlam, Owens vs. Cena, three stages of hell for whatever gimmicks you want in there. And I have John Cena reclaim the uh, t- I have John Cena reclaim the title and finally beat Owens, who's had his number through this entire feud. That way, the belt stays on Cena because I think he can do more with it. And Kevin Owens still looks strong as hell with back-to-back wins. I think Stardust definitely deserves the spot against Stephen Amell. And I'd like to see the singles match against them. But personally, I don't like celebrities looking too strong in matches. So I'd have him pretty much dominate Stephen Amell from the get-go outside of a couple of hope spots. Somewhere along the lines, a ref bump gets involved. And you have Neville come out, who's got his ongoing feud with Stardust. Um, Use the red arrow on a down Stardust. Drape Amell's broken body over him. And there you go. You've got your uh, celebrity win. And Stardust still looks strong. Uh, for my co-main event of the evening, I have The Shield and Sting versus The Wyatt Family. Um, I like that The Wyatt Family have reunited. Um, I would have, I hope we see Eric Rowan involved, because he's going to be involved in my match here. And I'd have Sting help out Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns to even the odds. And I'd have Sting actually get the winning fall, because we haven't seen Sting actually pin someone in WWE yet. And give somewhat of an endorsement to Roman Reigns. Um, without without him being like seeming really forceful like The Rock did at Royal Rumble. So that leads to the main event, and that's Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Same thing plays out. Seth got the title at WrestleMania 31. Lesnar gets suspended the next night because of F5 in that one dude and the announcers and everything. Uh, Rollins defends the title, hangs on cowardly against opponent after opponent. He His ego isolates himself from the authority. They don't want anything to do with him. And he's finally stuck with Brock Lesnar one-on-one. And Lesnar flattens him, because Lesnar should. Lesnar is your new WWE champion. And just as he's celebrating in the ring with whatever little celebrating he does, Kevin Owens comes out, cashes in money in the bank, beats Lesnar after a lot of resistance from Lesnar. And when it's all said and done, on the stage of SummerSlam, the authority pose of Owens, their new boy. Alrighty, who wants to go next? I'll go next. So for my 
my pre-show match, I've decided to do Neville versus King Bad News, not King Barrett, because that's fucking stupid. Bad News Barrett was awesome, so I'm going to call him King Bad News. And the reason why I'm going to do this is they had their little feud in April and the main. Let's continue it over the, over the next few months, each one gaining a win over the other. And just, you know, this will be a good match just to roll the – get the crap out into it. I wouldn't have much these two could do other than this, but hey, this is the starting point. So when I go into the main card, my opening match is going to be the WWE Tag Team Championship match. I'm going to do a championship scramble here, or I have it written down as scrabble for some reason, but it's a scramble match, I promise you. But the reason why I'm going to do a scramble match is over the past few months, uh, a new team has won uh, uh, championships. New Day wins it off of the Brass Ring Club, as they're known as. The Lucha Dragon wins on wins against the New Day the next month. Uh, the Brass Ring Club win it back. Just a number of teams just wins the tag team titles. Hell, even Enzo Amore and Kaelin Cassidy somehow wins it. They won't even know. No one knows how. But I'm going to have the New Day, the Lucha Dragons, the Brass Ring Club, Enzo and Cass, the Usos and the Ascension. Even though one Uso is injured, I'm going to have him in the match anyways because fuck you, Tony. That's why. So anyways, my next match on the card will be Randy Orton and Stardust. And this will be Stardust comes back after Dusty Rhodes, you know, has his has his little death, unfortunately. And Stardust is still doing his thing. He's not showing the emotion of losing his father, the person who he looks up to the most. And he's still doing the Stardust thing. Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes have had issues in the past. And, you know, Randy Orton at one time was Stardust or Cody Rhodes' mentor. He goes up to Cody Rhodes or Stardust as he currently is. And tries to get him to realize that what he's doing is, you know, not natural. He's not this super being as Stardust thinks he is. So Stardust gets upset about this, walks away, but then just viciously attacks Orton just, and just, just destroying him. Which leads to their match at uh, SummerSlam. Stardust uh, loses, unfortunately, to Randy Orton. But the feud will continue in the next couple of months with uh, Cody Rhodes Stardust eventually realizing that he is not this Stardust being and will go back to Cody Rhodes. Up next is the WWE Intercontinental Championship match. Ryback and Sheamus and for the same reasons as Tony, Rybacks hates bullies. Sheamus is a bully. And there you go. The next match I have on the card is The Rock and Roman Reigns. And this match comes about mainly because Roman Reigns wins at the Royal Rumble with The Rock giving his endorsement. Roman Reigns loses at WrestleMania. And a lot of that build-up to that match was Roman Reigns, he's got to win or he's going to let down all these people. The Rock comes out the next night on Raw. You know, here to support Roman Reigns, who's a little bit down in the dumps, but attacks him for reasons of he embarrasses the Samoan name. I don't even know what their fucking family name is, but he embarrasses the family name. Name. So sets up it sets up this match down the line. Roman Reigns injured, calls out the Rock multiple times. The Rock finally shows up and agrees to a match after just you know Roman Reigns is constantly toying with him. Roman Reigns picks up the win, by the way, against the Rock. My United States Championship match is a fatal four-way match between John Cena, Rusev, Dean Ambrose, and Kevin Owens. And this match comes about mainly because uh, Kevin Owens debuts, picks up a Winning against John Cena. John Cena picks up a win against uh, Kevin Owens. However, Rusev and Dean Ambrose gets in this feud because they originally had matches against John Cena, but uh, Kevin Owens does the, I'm going to attack you because I don't want anyone else to be John Cena other than myself. 
So during their match at uh, was was his last uh, pay per view uh, pay payback. Yeah. So at payback, Rusev and Dean Ambrose end up coming up out after the referee gets knocked out. They start brawling against Kevin Owens. Everyone gets laid out. The match ends in not a no contest, just but a double countout. So it would be a no contest actually, which sets up this match at SummerSlam with Kevin Owens. Finally, getting the one up in uh, John Cena and submitting himself as the better man, man in that feud. My next match would be Sami Zayn and Bray Wyatt. Now, I know Sami Zayn is not on the main roster, but the reason I had this match was Sami Zayn is this cheerful guy. You know, he loves to interact with the crowd. Everyone loves Sami Zayn. Bray Wyatt sees Sami Zayn as his kind of like the Daniel Bryan of a couple years ago, where. He is too cheerful. He doesn't understand that Sami Zayn is everything that uh, Bray Wyatt really hates. And that's the premise of the feud. I think it would be an amazing thing to see. And I think these two would do some amazing things. Not only in the ring, because Bray Wyatt does this weird thing where he'll have random way of good matches with people. But I could see this feud being really good. And I, and I kind of like it. Bray Wyatt gets the win on this night. But, you know, the face will get his one-uppings eventually. Hopefully. My next match would be the Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar, and the reason why I'm doing this match was, is because what they're doing already is awesome, and I'd like to see him continue that going into SummerSlam. Just what they're doing right now on television between these two is gold. I really enjoy it, so I'm going to have these two continue uh, feeding with each other up until SummerSlam with Brock Lesnar picking up the win at SummerSlam. My next match is a the versus match, and I'm going to use the same teams that they also have on television right now, mainly because I like him. I like what they're doing. I would. I was considering putting a fourth team into the mix, but it just would be too many teams, and they don't have enough people on, uh, to bring up from NXT without the NXT roster being completely dep- depleted. So I'm going to keep it with these three teams. And the Bella Twins and Alicia Fox picks up the win on this night. My main event is going to be for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. It's going to be Seth Rollins against Triple H. And I'm going to do this match now, unlike Tony, because Triple H has been putting these people in front of him, um, in front of Seth Rollins, to try and make Seth Rollins into a man's man. He goes through Dean Ambrose. He goes against through Randy Orton, Roman Reigns. You know, he loses people, uh, Kane and uh, AJ and J Security over time, but he brings back Brock Lesnar. And yeah, Seth Rollins beats him. But he didn't beat him on his own, is because the Undertaker kind of came back in, you know, ruined Brock Lesnar's chances of winning that match. So Triple H goes, All right, Seth, you think that you're all that. You might have gone through everyone, but you haven't gone through me. So Seth Rollins and Triple H would be the main event at SummerSlam with Seth Rollins picking up the win. But hold on, someone else comes out. And it's Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler does end up winning the Money in the Bay briefcase for the second time. And what I'd have him doing is I'd have him go back to his little cocky stick. I won't. I don't know if I'd turn him heel necessarily, but I get him a lot more cocky along the lines of a heel 2012 uh, Dolph Ziggler. But keep him a face. Dolph Ziggler picks up steam over time. He does end up winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. And this cockiness a lot makes Dolph Ziggler want to run out there and cash in the money in the bank briefcase. Seth Rollins and Ziggler have a go. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough for Dolph Ziggler on this night. As Seth Rollins wins this match as well, 
really shows that he is the face of WWE, and he is as good as a person as Triple H wants him to be, solidifying himself as the main guy in WWE. All right, Peyton, last up. What do you got for us? All right, well, mine isn't as intricate or exciting. Honestly, I'm pretty bad at these things, so let's let, let's see if this one works. Uh, first off, opening match, Randy Orton versus Sheamus. Ah, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fucking hell. <laughs> Thing is, they're not even kidding. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I just didn't know what else to do with these guys, uh, and that seems to be the feud they're doing. So, sure, that's a good place for both of these guys. Uh, next match I would have is for the Intercontinental title, Kevin Owens versus Ryback. Kevin Owens gets tired of John Cena's shit, and he realizes that's an immovable object that he's not going to get past. So he's like, all right, well, screw that. I'll go for the IC title because he's a prize fighter. So he goes after Ryback, and are we supposed to say results? You can if you want to. I mean, yeah, you I, need I, to. I, yeah, because I don't really know who I would have win that one. I would, I would have to feel how that one actually played out while they're putting it on TV and see if, if Kevin Owens was really worthy of putting that title on, um, especially after all those losses to John Cena, which I, I guess I could have reverted. But um, I, I think it is important to keep John Cena strong with that U.S. title, and he did need to be defeated by Kevin Owens so many times. Uh, next, I would have a scrambles match. Scrambles match. <laughs> scrambles. So we have a scrabble match and a scrambles match and the Andre the Memorial Giant or whatever the fuck I said. Yeah. <laughs> He's a current. Uh, a scramble match for the Divas title. I would have the Divas champion Nikki Bella in there. Uh, and going against her to fill out the match would be Paige, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks. I would still have Stephanie McMahon debut those three girls, but I wouldn't have them... Sp- split up across all these teams, which has never really felt right yet. I mean, it's starting to get better, but it's still kind of weird. I would have just had them come up, and they would have been roughly united, but they all also have their own agendas, you know? Like, they're coming up because they have a similar goal to change the Divas division, but, like, they'll still fight each other. They, they, They don't have a problem with that. And so they all fought for their chance to be a part of the Divas match at... SummerSlam, and of course, you know, Paige is a big thing you got to have in there. Nikki Bella, they're having run for this long title run, which I would continue. I would have Nikki come out of this as the champion. I don't know if people would be offended to that. Uh, okay, so this is this is what I, I'm kind of interested in if they would ever have done. Stardust against Neville. I love this superhero versus villain thing that they're doing. I would go heavier with it. So, Stardust is beating down Neville in the ring, and someone comes to the rescue. The Hurricane! But, (laughs) the Hurricane has been through some hard times, and people have not been appreciating him all these years. So the Hurricane has decided to turn, and he's joined Stardust on the side of evil. And you can have some real fun with that. They they could make some kind of, like, um, you know, like how villain groups always have some kind of really fun acronym name. They could do something with that. (laughs) <laughs> um, and yeah, strike and stuff like that like <laughs> um neville can uh recruit the arrow in and they can have a tag match at SummerSlam. i think that would be a really fun thing to do and like all the title cards they've been drawing up and stuff like that hell you could actually draw up a comic to go alongside with this be a fun way to promote the match outside of it uh next i would have the tag title match the new day actually wouldn't have opponents going into this because they've just beaten everybody and it's seeming like they're not going to have a match. Well, they're going to come out for a segment where they're gloating, saying, ha, we've beaten everybody there is in that locker room. There's nobody here to beat us. Or is there? Because out comes 
the new NXT Tag Team Champions, Enzo and Cass, who just won them the night previously at TakeOver Brooklyn. And of course, they would be pretty good contenders to come up for those WWE Tag Titles, eh? And of course, they do it. Enzo and Cass winning both NXT and WWE Tag Titles two nights consecutively in Brooklyn. Holy shit, the roof would go off the place. Uh, next, I would have for the United States title, John Cena putting up against his most... Uh, I wouldn't say his best opponent throughout this year, but perhaps Cesaro, who they've just had some amazing matches, put them on the big stage, give them shit, give them an hour. Why not? Give them a whole hour to go out there and just have like match of the year. And that would be something great to have on your show. Uh, I would have John Cena continue as well to hold that title. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns would be my WWE title match. Uh, I would actually have Roman Reigns have won the money in the bank and he would have cashed it in ahead of time because, you know, he's a babyface. So he's saying, Seth Rollins, I'm cashing it in on you at SummerSlam. But I also would have continued all this tension Seth Rollins has been having with J&J and Kane and the authority. So eventually it gets to such a boiling point that during this match, Seth Rollins is down and out and he's just begging for help. So all these guys are coming out there and he's just flipping his shit like, what are you doing? Why aren't you doing something to help me? Get moving. And they had enough. They start beating down Seth Rollins. They crown Roman Reigns the champion. And they raise his arms. Roman Reigns looks kind of confused, but Triple H is just like patting him on the back like, relax, son. We got this. Uh, and they take him to the back. Our main event, Brock Lesnar versus The Rock. The rematch from many years ago at SummerSlam in New York happens again at the return of SummerSlam to New York. Uh, these guys can obviously have talking going on between Brock, uh, Paul Heyman, and The Rock. It w- would be very entertaining. And uh, I think they could have a fun 10 minutes, maybe, <laughs> uh, until eventually Roman Reigns comes out and just starts beating the shit out of The Rock. For, for no damn good reason. He just comes out and starts beating the shit like, where'd this come from? And there's all this chaos going on. The match doesn't actually end. Uh, it goes off the air with like people trying to hold Roman Reigns back from just visually beating up The Rock. Now, filling in the blanks of what his motivation is can be taken care of later, but the long foresight of this would be to set up a match between Roman Reigns and The Rock at the following WrestleMania next year. And that's what I got. Hmm. All right, everybody, leave your comments below. Tell us which of the cards that you prefer and tell us what your card would be. What would you do if you got creative control from WWE and you could go back and right some of the wrongs and make your own mistakes and so on and so forth from WrestleMania onward? Uh, Let's see what happens with SummerSlam this year. Maybe we'll end up wishing that our cards came true. Maybe whatever they put on, it will be a hell of a lot better than what we decide. Who knows? But... Uh, nonetheless, when that comes up, we'll be reviewing it and kind of comparing what we would have done instead anyway. But, uh, leave those comments, click on the next video. We're going to be talking about the fantasy league. So even more fantasy stuff coming up in part five. Welcome back to part five, final part of episode 193. You know what the final part usually is here. Fantasy league. So Peyton, what do we need to know that's going on this week? Well, Points are not going to be too much of an effect. You can still find all the latest things going on at WWEFantasyLeague.com to see Drew White's fucking shitheaded losers in last place, Sean Walker's <laughs> new face of gravity slightly above them, Stephen Wago's Ricky the Team Boat in third, Tony Mango's Tony's Tykes in second, and my team, our time is now in first. 
Now to the important part, if anybody wants to make any substitutions or trades, and first in line is Mr. Drew White. I've been slightly tempted to do something, but I think I'm going to hold off one more week. Okay. Wago? I'm good, thanks. Okay. I'm going to drop Kane and pick up Daniel Bryan. Should have scooped him when you cut it, Drew. Uh, Sean would be next. He's not here, so he can't do anything. Tony, goes to you. I had actually given some thought to picking up Daniel Bryan. So since he took that away from me, I well, think... Oh, Kane uh, is ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly the same. <laughs> it's like, well... <laughs> I mean, they were champions together. Yeah, but right now, Seth Rollins is the champions. So oh, okay. True that. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm keeping my team the same right now, even though there's something that I'm... If I look back and I regret it, I'm going to be pissed, but I don't think I'm going to make that move. All right, Drew, Wago, any any second thoughts? Any you want Kane? <laughs> I don't know if Kane does have a shot, but... Mm. Does Sean ever end up dropping King Barrett? Uh, yes, he did. Mm-hmm. He dropped King Barrett for the big shoe. The big <laughs> shoe? <laughs> Get <laughs> a big shoe. Uh, nah, I'm good, I guess. You don't want Barrett? Mm, I'm trying to think I could drop. I do have Dolph Ziggler, but I think he'll be back soon, so I'll pass. All right, Wago? I'm good. All right, well, that's going to conclude any business this week for the Fantasy League. As I said, stay tuned to WWEFantasyLeague.com. Keep up with all the latest goings-ons. All right, so plugs, Drew. You know you can follow me on the Twitters at Drusive White, YouTube Mick Frickin Duncan, and all these bad boys will be saying some amazing stuff. So be sure to check them out. We go. All right, I'm going to be jumping on top of a few products, uh, uh, projects that I've been neglecting for a while. So stay tuned to StephenWago.com for all information on that. And Peyton. Uh, pay attention to my Twitter at M-R-P-A-D-E-N. That's Mr. Payton for all the latest wrestling and other topics that I am working on. Alrighty, guys. From my side, make sure you check out the Rest Hold, where you will be updated on everything when it comes to the Patreon account, the Sign Me Up initiative, the different ways that you can join Smart Out Moment if you're interested in that, or the ways that you can send in mailbag questions, because that might be coming up next week or maybe the week after that. Mega Maniacs, it's a Facebook group you want to sign up for. Check out fanboysanonymous.com and the All Talk Show. Those episodes are going to come up anytime soon as well. The Outside Interference article, Smark My Words, Comment of the Week, etc., etc. That'll do us in for episode 193. Leave your comments below for different suggestions of what we could do next week because I haven't quite figured out the special feature yet. And, you know, I'll take anything that you guys put out there into consideration. Who knows? Maybe something big will happen next week that'll kind of dictate what we do. But if not, Always weird things that, uh, you know, we could always do. You never know. Maybe next week's going to be when we finally do uh, Superstar Scores Buff Bagwell or something. <laughs> but that's it for 193. Thank you to all the panelists for joining. Thank you to all you for listening. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. I met her at a show down in Outro Town where the people are so boring that they look like they are in a coma. C-O-M-A-Coma. 
I saw a pretty girl sitting there at the bar. I asked her for her name, and in a sassy voice, she said, "Rosa, R O S A, Rosa, Ro 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 Rosa." I asked her if she would like to join us on the road. She smiled so big, I thought her lips would explode. Oh, Rosa, Ro 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 Rosa. She said her biggest dream is to win a match. I told her it could probably happen, but there is a catch. Oh my Rosa, ro 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 Rosa. Your gimmick will be dancing and shaking your hips, but we all know you're here just because of your tits. Oh Rosa, ro 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 Rosa. It's real fun at first, but haven't you heard that eventually you'll end up with a giant turd like Adam Rosa? Ro 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 Rosa. Well, everyone asks, how do you have a job? Well, we all know it's cause Michael Hayes comes a lot. Yeah, my Rosa. Ro 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 Rosa. Ro 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 Rosa. Oh, it's not done. That's it. Was well, that the line that made you write the whole song? <laughs> I don't remember which one came to me first. I think it was the shaking your hips one. <laughs> I figured it was either the Adam Rose one or the Michael Hayes one. 